0: And welcome to PolicyPod, Action on Sugar and Action on Salt's podcast. Each episode will be hosted by a member of our team of nutrition and policy experts. We will have a variety of guests to explore current public health policy topics. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Murray and I'm Policy and Public Affairs Manager for Action on Salt and Action on Sugar. And in honour of Salt Awareness Week, I'm joined by Action Salt's campaign manager, Sonia Pombo. So today we're going to be discussing all things Salt Awareness Week, which is our annual awareness campaign. So to get started, Sonia, could you give us a bit of background to the Awareness Week? When did it start and why?
1: Yes, so we've been doing Salt Awareness Week for donkey's years now. I think our first one was in 2001, so a few years after we'd first began as a charity. And we're now on to our... 22nd salt awareness week so it's it's a big it's a big number um it started off actually as a a salt awareness day but i guess as the years have gone by we thought you know we've grown and we thought that we can actually you know there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot of you know we can do it in in a week i mean ideally it'd be great if we could talk about it all the time but this is our one flagship week of the year where we try and um you know focus our attentions and get everyone talking about salt reduction so not just the public but you know the food industry the government um you know those that are make those that can actually make things happen that you know the action that can be taken to reduce our population salt intakes mm-hmm. so yeah so this year it's happening 8th to the 14th of march um it's slightly different to previous years for obvious reasons you know we, we normally during this week we'll try and arrange a uh, reception at the house of commons and try and really engage with with government in in that regard but um you know mm. covid has changed everyone's life in lots of different ways so we've we're keeping it more positive and more on the you know more online trying to get as much attention really from from the public getting them thinking about the salt that they're eating the theme this year is around more flavor less salt um and you know it basically does exactly what it says on the tin trying to mm-hmm. tell people that you don't need salt to cook at home. You don't need salt for flavor. There's so many other ingredients that are out there that can add color, um, you know, textures, flavors to our food without having an effect on our blood pressure.
0: So each each week has had a different theme, right? How does Action on Salt come up with those themes?
1: So every year we try and make it as, um, you know, interesting and engaging and different to the public right so trying to get that attention it's so difficult to change people's um you know habits especially with with what we're eating and and especially with salt a lot of the time you know we're just used to adding salt to our food um you know be it from what we're taught as kids from from our parents or just like the you know watch any cooking show you'll see chefs pouring the salt in there'll be salt and pepper shakers at restaurant tables it's just it's just a given it's a seasoning right Mm -hmm. some people might think it's the only seasoning so it's trying to find different ways of talking about it and engaging with the people and there'll be different themes around it like you say so this year's more around more flavor less salt whereas you know uh, in previous years we've focused specifically on um, perhaps stroke um, we've, we've focused on, um, you know, the ethnic minorities, you know, different communities that are at high risk of, of suffering from the health consequences of too much salt. It's trying to target certain um, topics and certain groups, you know, different ages, for example, to, to, to get that conversation going. Because if we just stuck with the same theme year on, year out, it would be pretty boring, wouldn't it?
0: Sure. Eat, eat less salt. OK, sure. OK,
1: yeah. you're not going to get that message, across, really, are you? it will just be can't recycle the same material, can we?
0: No, exactly. Um, so, so you say that we're still eating too much salt um, and it's very hard to change behaviours. So is that because we've all got this really bad behaviour of being too liberal with the salt shaker? Or are we maybe all eating too many salty takeaways? Like wh- where where is all the salt coming from?
1: it's a really it's a really good question and it's it's the biggest challenge i think we have uh, as a charity to to try and get that message across there are so many different studies out there that all point to salt being a, risk, a leading dietary risk factor for high blood pressure um you know that the evidence is unrefutable it's not just those that have high blood pressure if they were to reduce their salt it would have an impact although that would be a great benefit it's it's also those who are in the normal high, the, the normal blood pressure ranges right the majority of us us as a population you still mm. see that reduction which is which is really important and you know high blood pressure is the leading risk factor for so many health issues heart attacks strokes kidney problems um, you know if you've got high blood pressure and you've also got other um, conditions such as type 2 diabetes You're, you know it increases your risk even more for suffering long term um, so something that is as simple as reducing your salt intake will help mm-hmm. but the problem like you say is where is that salt coming from the, the majority of the salt that we eat is already added to the foods that we buy so you mentioned takeaways a real big issue eating out um, you know it's not just salt actually that you know they tend to come in really large portions they've got excess calories excess fats um, but definitely lots of salt and we've we've shown time and time again in, in many of our surveys salt content of some of the foods that we eat out of the home are just ridiculous like twice the amount that we should be eating in a mm-hmm. whole day seen in just one meal um, but it's not just takeaways and it's not just your obvious salty foods like pizza or you know. I don't know anchovies or something things that are really salty fair enough you'd think you it, it's easy to assume that they're salty but it's in everything it's in biscuits it's in cakes um the main source of salt in um in the uk is actually bread doesn't necessarily taste all that salty but it is um the biggest contributor because of the amount in which we eat it regular occurrence you have it for breakfast you'll have it for lunch you'll have it for dinner um mm-hmm. so it's it's just in everywhere there's no getting around it so even if you don't think you add a lot even if you don't add a lot of salt to your own cooking it's already present in in all the foods that we buy soy sauce obviously but pasta sauce tomato ketchups you know all these things they're, they're really salty so whilst it's great that we can get people thinking about the salt that they're eating and that they're adding to their food it's also thinking about the bigger picture so where else are they getting those sources of salt reading the the labels on the on the foods that they buy seeing if they can switch to lower salt options because there are options out there it's just not always that easy to find
0: mm. so it, it sounds like quite a big responsibility i guess on the population to to kind of make those behavior changes and and eat less salt is it, i mean is there anything else that should be happening is there some sort of responsibility do you think placed on on industry or even the government I mean the government are there to protect her health right
1: oh, of course I know but
0: you know you know more than any of us
1: Mary, how, how difficult it
0: is to get uh,
1: anything going on in government <laughs> I'm, sure there's a po- there's, I'm sure there's a podcast in there somewhere um I mean totally a problem shared is a problem path if everyone has an equal responsibility to get salt intakes down you know a lot of the time people might say oh it's the individual's responsibility they're the ones eating the salt or adding the salt to their food as I mentioned before a lot of the salt that we eat is already in the foods that we are buying it's the it's the food industry that are making these foods we know that they can be made with less salt um, there are products out there that have you know three four five times less salt than other com- than other products than other companies um, mm-hmm. so we know it's it is possible uh, and it's just a process of gradually reducing it we're not talking about you know, just changing it overnight and banning salt because we we know that's just just not not going to happen. But you know, it's it's those gradual changes. We ha- don't have this innate preference for salt. We haven't we weren't born with this need or this love for salt. It's something that's acquired over time, and that we you know we've just grown to love enormous. Beca- it's, it's it's a habit we've just grown to use it a lot we've 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 learned to just you know adapt to that taste preference and it's all subjective i mean my preference for salt is different now than what it was maybe 10 years ago it's probably still different to yours you know everyone has a different level of salt preference and that can very easily change so you can either go cold turkey if you wanted to go if you wanted to cut back on your own salt or you can make small and gradual changes Um, and it's something that's been happening for for a really long time now, actually, you know, we have these voluntary salt reduction programme that government or that the Food Standards Agency, rather, back in the early 2000s, first set up, Um, you know, it's a voluntary programme, but they did it with the food industry, they set these, um, you know, achievable targets for so many different categories of food, you know, covering all their bases, essentially. Um, And it was the whole process of gradually reducing that salt The main reason for the gradual reductions is that people don't notice the difference in taste. Um, And it has it has worked. You look at Kellogg's cornflakes, 60% less salt now than it was in the early, you know, 10-15 years ago. It's a massive amount. And I think if everyone was if we were to go back to their original recipe, it just would not be edible. It'd be so salty and disgusting. But no one's noticed in all that time that the reductions have that, that there's been reductions being made. Um, and people are just carry on eating the foods that they love, which is great. At the same time, our salt intakes have fallen as a nation. And so has the blood pressure. So has the, the, the number of deaths from strokes and heart attacks. So there's a real, you know, there's an obvious benefit there. And the food industry can and should do more about it. The government, I'd love to see them be more proactive in this. Um, you know, the, the evidence is so clear for salt reduction, more so than probably any other nutrient. Although I personally feel that, uh, Matt Hancock put, and, and Boris are probably putting more efforts into, you know, other programmes, right? Um, mm. Even though the evidence for SALT is so strong, I don't, I don't know, I just don't know why they're not doing more about it, really.
0: Yeah, there's so, such clear evidence and it would have such a huge impact. Um but we you, you mentioned before that um the campaign has moved online this year and it's been such a tough year with the covid nineteen pandemic It's impacted our lives in so many ways if If salt reduction has been quite successful, why do you think it's um that raising awareness about salt is still important even now That's a really good question
1: um because we whilst there have been reductions, there is more that can and should be done so um, you know, our intakes have gone down by about a gram since a gram of salt a day since the start of the program, which is great, but we're still eating a lot more than what we should be. The UK recommendations are six grams of salt a day maximum, mm-hmm. which is only a level teaspoon. It's not a lot at all. And that's not just the salt that people add to the food. That's the total salt in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but on average, we're having 40 uh, percent more than that. We're having four. Uh, we're having 8.4 grams. Of salt a day, so there's definitely more progress to be done there. And um, COVID, down that COVID! It has obviously impacted so many, you know, all of our lives, um, you know, in in unmeasurable ways. But there are some so, some small outcomes that have come from COVID that could be, you know, an opportunity for, for for positive change. So we, you know, I know it's been a massive blow to the food, well, to the hospitality industry having these restaurants having been shut down,
0: but mm.
1: because of the as a result of all of these lockdown restrictions and people not being able to go out and eat out as much, as often as we usually do, and um, people are cooking more from scratch, people are eating at home together more. And so now's our opportunity to really recreate some really lovely dishes and you know, like it just kind of grow to, you know, grow to, to love cooking again. Um, and we noticed that, you know, uh, you know, the hospitality, the out of home restaurant industry, their foods do tend to be quite salty um, and because fewer people are eating out. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've noticed if I do get a takeaway, I mean, it's it's super. I mean, it's so always salty. Super salty for me, but yeah. it's super salty. And I wonder I've not seen any data, but I wonder if generally the public has seen that as well. It's just, again, another perfect point of evidence that, you know, taste is subjective. And if you just kind of just get used to lower salt, then our taste buds will adapt. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, this would be a great opportunity for them in all this time to kind of like rejig and rethink about their recipes and how they, you know, serve up their dishes, you know, hopefully with less salt and, you know, make it that little bit healthier just to improve the public's health.
0: Yeah, so hopefully that's kind of um, the trigger that, the, that this kind of programme needs, that we've seen how important the, that health is. To sustaining life, to healthy, happy communities. So, hopefully, this will be the thing that changes salt reduction and gets it back on track.
1: Why
0: not? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Okay, so uh, to finish off, if you could ask our magic podcast genie for three wishes for this year's Salt Awareness Week campaign, what would they be?
1: My first wish for the week would be to get as many people talking about salt and their health it sounds it doesn't sound very glamorous but you know really just kind of getting people thinking about um, where the salt is coming from in their diet um, you know how how much they think they're eating my second tip would be to get more people cooking in the kitchen and getting creative and um, so not relying on restaurants or you know your local cafe for for delicious meals you can do that at home you have the power and the ability and the creativity to do that so you know there'll be lots of recipes and things going out around during the week um please follow our social media platforms you've got loads of things out there as well and then my final wish for the week as an outcome for it would be to get a little bit more clarity for the future of salt reduction we don't know what government have got planned we you know we know they know the importance of it but we don't know what's going to happen once PHE goes next month we don't know who's going to be taking over these important programs we don't know you know who's monitoring we've got twenty twenty four targets which is great but who's who's doing anything about it I talked to the industry and obviously they're still really focused on the impact of Brexit which is completely valid I get that but you know salt reduction is still really important the impact on our public's health is massively important and i just want clarity on that
0: well i fully support those three wishes come on government it's time to follow our lead take some action on salt finally <laughs> yeah okay well that was great Sonia. thank you very much for joining me today and good luck for salt awareness week thank you very much